Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You can hear. Blog Talk Radio. You got to accentuate the positive Eliminate the negative Latch on to the affirmative Don't mess with Mr. In-Between You gotta spread joy up to the maximum Bring gloom down to the minimum Half faith a pandemonium liable to walk upon the scene Thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio, and welcome to Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you, our listening audience, with education, information, and resources on the topics of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness, challenges, and solutions. I am your host, Katrina Jones. Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Lifestyles Institute, along with your co-host, Monica Renee, of Topics and Issues. Hey, Monica, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Katrina? Monica, I am good. I'm kind of crazy. <laughs> I'm kind of crazy, but I am good. <laughs> you, I am multitasking. I'm telling you, I've got, I've got Alex from Staples. He just... He just finished plugging in a uh, my printer and my com- a computer and and some equipment and and um, you know I knew I had this show going on and uh, I just need to take a deep breath. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> well, you know, oh, how Monica, we are, Katrina, you you know, the other day I was going through the same thing. Sometimes it feels yes. like you're on like a uh, like a uh, a stopwatch and it's like the time just Sit down so fast. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, but I am grateful to be here and um you know, grateful, um you know, I'm just I'm just full of gratitude and I'm very excited about our show today and um and I know I've been I've been rushing all day, Monica, so I know that I got information to you very late and I'm sorry, I apologize for that. So um um <laughs> so we're going to we're going to do the best that we can today. Um and I'm very very um excited about today's show topic which is this job is killing me. And um Monica the reason that I wanted um to do today's show on this topic is because I'm I'm actually finishing up my uh master's degree or my master degree. And um, I'm taking an intern class where we have to find a job site, basically, to go on and uh, do a some type of assignment. And, and ideally, um, in the in the field or the area of our interest. And um, so while we were in class, you know, just kind of talking about this internship and what it's about and things of that nature, 
you know, uh, the instructors were saying, because it was a combined class, and they were talking about, you know, in your internship, um, you know, you may have a good experience, and if you do, that's wonderful. But, you know, there are times that you will not have a wonderful experience, and you have to be prepared for that as well. And, you know, we began mm-hmm. to talk about um, the different types of um, negative experiences that, um, you know, can really happen um, on an internship uh, um, as well as on in, on jobs. And, you know, what the instructors were saying is, you know, thank goodness that if your uh, internship is bad or if it's not a great experience or if you decide that that's not what you want to do for life, that it's only a short period of time that you are committed to doing it. And if you don't like it, you know, let us know so we can help you find something else. But, you know, and as I was thinking mm-hmm. about that, I, I I said, what a great topic to talk about because, you know, when we get out of the academic, out of the school environment, and we talk about real life and working, a lot of times we're not able to pick and choose our environments. I mean, it is wonderful when we can um, consciously and, mindfully and deliberately, um, you know, look and search for the the jobs that we want to do, the jobs that kind of resonate with us. But for many of us, Mm -hmm. that's just not the experience, uh, whether it's economics or, um, you know, whether it's necessity. um, You know, sometimes we have to take, you know, what we can so that we can, you know, make a living. And in doing that, you know, sometimes we, you know, we get lucky and we, you know, go into environments that uh, uh, that acknowledge us and that, you know, just really bring out the best in us. But then there are times when, you know, many of us, you know, go to jobs that we hate, or, you know, jobs that um, really don't serve us. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. some people, unfortunately, get stuck in those kind of situations and, uh and when that happens, it really does eat at us um, emotionally. Uh, it, it, it affects our health. Um, you know, it, it affects our, our, our um, you know, how we respond to situations, our spirituality. It affects everything about us. And so, um, you know, I thought today would be a, a great uh, day to talk about that. And um, so, I think, you know, I think that. Mm-hmm. You know what, Katrina, I really like this topic, too, because it's just a, a couple of friends of mine. Um, I'm not sure if I have mentioned this before, you know, because we have talked about, uh, you know, doing what makes you happy before. But I have mm-hmm. a couple of friends that are actually working right now, like this one friend I have. I've been friends with her for almost 10 years now. But anyway, mm-hmm. she's she's a really hard worker. She has a really really good work ethic. But mm-hmm. every job she gets, it seems to like really really stress her out. But mm. she feels like um she she feels like um she has to do what she got to do to survive. Like for instance, um I think she just found out she got lupus. But when I first met her, she was nice and healthy and active and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, when I saw the title of the show, um, you know, mm-hmm. is this job killing me? It's like uh, I think that's what's potentially happening to her if she doesn't like change. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. what it is she's doing, or maybe uh, it's too much on her. 
But I'm mm-hmm. I'm literally seeing her like before my eyes get physically sick. Okay. Well, you know, let's let's um talk about you know, let let's talk about, you know, what is stress and what is distress and you know, what is a toxic environment yeah. and, and what are some things that we can do. Um, to, you know, keep ourselves healthy, um, you know, when we have to deal with those type of environments. Um, So, you know, what um, I said was that um, our bodies are are designed to handle certain levels of stress, and uh, there are good stresses and bad stresses. Uh, There's a deterioration and breakdown that begins to take place when stress is considered distress which is negative, and when stress is considered ongoing and chronic, it becomes distress. Today uh, we Mm -hmm. will discuss what what distress looks like and ways to deal with toxic environments. And um, a lot of the information that we're going to be discussing is um, by an an author uh, by the name of William L. White. He wrote a book entitled The Incestuous Workplace, Stress and Distress in the Organizational Family. Because when we're dealing with this, uh, this uh, dysfunctional organizations, you know, organizations are made up of people. <laughs> and, you know, we all come to the table with baggage, with our, with our stuff. And an organization is just as healthy, can only be as healthy as the people who, who run it, you know. And so, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, let's talk about what is health. And um, the World Health Organization, which is one of the worldwide organizations that um, their mission is to eradicate uh, disease around the world. So uh, the World Health Organization defines health as a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely Mm -hmm. the absence of disease or infirmity. So when we talk about health, not only are we talking about not having disease, but we're talking about, you know, feeling good and being healthy social with our our relationships and being healthy, you know, mentally with our thinking. It's about balance, having a balance in our life. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what is stress? Um, Stress is your body's way of responding to any kind of demand. Um, It can be caused by both good and bad experiences. And I think a lot of times what we don't realize is that, you know, we recognize stress when it's, you know, when something's going on in our life that um, uh, is not real favorable. Like, uh, you know, when there's illness Mm -hmm. or um, when, you know, there's loss of a job or loss of a loved one. Um, but there is just as much stress when we have a wedding or when we have a graduation or when we're moving. You know, when I, when, when, we, when I buy a house and I'm planning to move into my home or, you know, when I'm planning to relocate from one state to another, um, those are stressors. They're, they're positive stressors, but they're, it's stress. Nevertheless, um, you know, it, it's stress. And I think it's important for us to to recognize that. And um, distress occurs when an individual cannot adapt to stress. And usually it becomes real difficult to adapt to stress uh, when it becomes um, 
prolonged over a long period of time. Um, and when that happens, you know, say, for example, um, I lose my job, you know, um, I, you know, or um, something happens and it, um, it makes me angry, you know, and, I, and it stresses me out. There are a lot of things that are starting to happen to my body. Uh, you know, my heart is racing fast. Um, you know, my adrenaline is pumping. Um, it's hard for me to think because I'm, I'm in, it's called fight or flight. I'm in fight or flight. You know, I'm, I'm trying to protect myself and I'm trying to, my antennas are up. Am I in danger and what do I need to do? And, you know, that primitive emotion, it, it kind of comes out. Um, but in today's society, when we don't have to run away from dinosaurs and, and protect ourselves from, you know, uh, bears and prehistoric creatures, um, you know, we still have those primitive emotions that come up uh, when, when day-to-day stressors happen to us. Um, and often we don't recognize it, and so we don't have um, tools in place to uh, deal with it and over time, it begins to affect us, um, our mental health, our physical health. And, um, you know, just we have a hard time coping, you know, really hard time coping. So, you know, um, what uh, William White talked about um, is the importance of us understanding who we are um, and understanding our family history and our personal history. You know, what What are some stressors that um, are in our family tree? So, you know, for example, um, you know, do I have family members who have a history of high blood pressure or heart disease? Does that run in my family? And And if it does, you know, if I'm a cigarette smoker, I'm putting myself at very high risk for having heart problems. Now, anybody who smokes put themselves at risk, but if I have a, a history of certain conditions, respiratory problems, heart problems, and I smoke cigarettes, I'm, I'm doubly putting myself, you know, in jeopardy. Um, you know, if I have mm-hmm. a history of, of alcoholism, for example, and I, you know, and I'm a regular drinker, you know, I'm at risk of developing alcoholism, you know, because it runs in my family tree. So if I if I'm if I'm aware of this if if I if I'm aware of this and if I'm aware of the risk that it puts me in, then hopefully you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do some things to decrease the risk factor for me. Ideally, um, so when mm-hmm. we talk about the workplace, when we talk about the workplace, if I know that I am like at home. I I function best when I'm in peace when I, when it's not a lot of people around. I function best when it's not a lot going on. Um, if I get into an environment where it's fast paced, um, very high stress, nine out of ten times I'm not going to function well in that type of environment. You know, because it's a stressor for me. Or if I like if I like action, if I like to be you know multitasking, if I like to be in environments where um, you know if I like uh, blood, if I like to work in an emergency room, I'm not going to do real well in an accounting department. <laughs> you know, so the first thing that we need to do is begin to assess ourselves and and figure out you know who are we 
and you know what are some things that what are what are the things that make us tick um because when we understand that it helps us to better um figure out what type of environments are for us and what type of environments are not for us is that making sense monica yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, that's why I'd actually um, use the example of my friend. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's really important to actually figure it out and find that balance. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you, um, some people go to work as their escape, you know what I'm saying? Some people go home as their, uh, for an, an escape, or maybe they travel for an escape. Um, Mm -hmm. But my friend um, that I use for an example, she really likes to work, like I said. Um, And she's all about, like, progressing with the company and stuff like that. But she's, like, so stressed out from it because, you know, it seems like she can't never meet the standards, even when she tries her best. Um, That's interesting. But it's important that you take care of yourself first, you know. Absolutely. It's important that you take care of yourself. Because if you don't, you're not going to be able to perform anything, you know, Absolutely. the way that you want and, to. And you have to right. go into mm-hmm. that with, like, in mind, you know. And it sounds like she may be mismatched for the type of job that she's going out for. I mean, you know, I don't know. I've never met her. Um, but, you mm-hmm. know, that that's interesting that, um, you know, a, a lot of times we don't recognize how important it is for us to have certain rituals in our life um, to decrease stress. Um, You know, establishing our rituals, um, how we eat is so important. You know, uh, what techniques are we putting in place to... um, to manage stress in our life, are you are we exercising on a regular basis? Um, you know, are we socializing with you know good friends um, outside of um, you know outside of work? Do we have outside activities? You know, outside of work, or are we just working and coming home and going to sleep? Working and coming home and going to sleep. Um, you know, and are we advocating for ourselves in our workplace? You know, are we making sure, you know, are we, you know, when I, when we feel ourselves getting tired, are we scheduling vacations? You know, when we feel ourselves getting burnt out or when we feel like, um, you know, when we feel like we need to, um, we're not maybe keeping up with the skills that, um, or with the, with the uh, demands of the job, you know, are we, are we looking for continuing education opportunities? Are we looking to go to school? You know, uh, you know, what are we doing to, um, you know, to the, decrease uh, our stress? Right, and that's the thing, Katrina, um, that I try to tell her all the time. Uh, for instance, um, she has a, a long time goal to work in the medical field, but right now she's not doing anything to work towards it. Like, even if you have a job that you're not happy in, but you're going to school or maybe taking up a trade or something like that to actually get you where you want to be, that makes a world of a difference because you know that if you're in a stressful job, it's just temporary. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to just standing there wishing, I wish you could do this or do that, but you have to make steps towards it to actually get out of that situation, and then it won't be as bad because you know it's just a temporary situation. 
Absolutely. And in a couple of weeks, um, we're going to have a guest on the show, and, and I just admire her so much because um, she had a goal to become a nurse, and she took one class at mm-hmm. a time. You know, through, when she was doing what she didn't want to do for a living, but what she needed to do to have, you know, to make a living, she took one class at a time, and it took her years. It took her years to get her degree, but every chance she could get, she would take one class at a time as life was as life as life was going on. And she's a nurse, so you're absolutely right. You know, what you, you know, we have to take some responsibility. Um, you know, to ensure that our life is is um, on the road that that we want it to be on. Um, you know, when we understand ourselves and and we're able to make healthier choices um, in choosing work environments that meet our, our our mental and physical needs and our psychological needs, we tend to be happier. We tend to be happier and healthier. Um, and in these Mm-hmm. And in these times when the economy is bad and, and jobs are not so plentiful and we have to take what the market is offering, um, you know, sometimes we do have to do what we have to do. But it doesn't mean that we can't be searching for what it is that we want. And it doesn't mean that we can't be um, taking the steps that are necessary in order to get where it is that we want to be. You know, just because we're in a bad situation um, doesn't mean that we have to stay in that situation. We may not be able to move right away, but it doesn't mean that we can't move. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, um, some of the questions I think it's important for us to ask ourselves are, um, what systems do you have in place to alert you when you are in distress? And you know when we work in when we work in environments that we that we feel are dysfunctional, um, the reason that I'm going over the questions that we have to ask us that that we need to ask ourselves um, right now is because the first thing that we have to ask ourselves is is it me? Because the, the dysfunction may not be with the organization; it could be with me. You know, so how do we eliminate, how do we figure out, is it me or is it the company? It could very well be me. So we have to, you know, we have to have an emotional thermometer and and be engaged and know where we are um, in our process. So, you know, what systems do you have in place that alerts you when you are in distress? You know, how do you know when you're stressed out? I, I think for me, for I'm going to use myself for an example, um, mm-hmm. I know that I'm getting to the point where I'm getting stressed out if I'm, if I'm consistently worrying about something. If I'm always okay. worrying about something, that okay. means I'm I'm starting to stress out about it, you know. Okay. And I try to okay. teach myself when I do that, and I try to... Um, I try to reevaluate what's going on, and then I have to think of the things that are in my control mm-hmm. and the things that I can't control. You know, okay. I always have to remind myself of that. Okay. And I think that many people don't have any systems in place um, because it does, it takes a conscious effort to learn the early warning signs that we may be um, overwhelmed. Um, another right. question to ask. Another question to ask ourselves is, um, 
you know, what are the implications of ignoring my stress? If I ignore my stress, you know, what are the consequences? And and the consequences are that, you know, if I continue to ignore my stress, that it could cause serious mental and physical problems for me. You know, so that that's important. And, and a lot of times that's where coaching comes in. That's where, like I said, taking continuing education, professional development. Um, you know, we must learn how to identify where, when, um, you know, with whom, um, we can safely validate our feelings and talk about our experiences. And and, and often that means mm-hmm. our work experience, our work experiences. Um, so um, let's talk a little bit about, um, a to- you know, toxic organizations. Um, a, a toxic organization is one that a worker cannot exist in regardless of their role without experiencing deterioration of physical or psychological health. That's a toxic mm-hmm. environment. And often it is difficult to assess, is it the environment or is it me? So some questions um, that I think is important for us to ask ourselves is, um, you know, is this change, you know, when I begin to feel like this environment is no longer working for me, you know, I'm feeling something different in this workplace, um, is this change in how I feel and what I see, is it due to worsening conditions in the organization? Are some things really changing in the organization? Or is it a change in my emotional state? What part of this current what part of this current current difficulty did I bring on myself? What have I done, if anything, that has made the problem worse? What conditions have have um what conditions um in the environment um have I created? What actions or inactions of organizational leaders has organizational leaders created? You know, so we have to begin to really assess everything about that organization. You know, we really need to begin, you know, start to pay attention. What is it about, what is it that's, that's, you know, that's shifting in this situation? What is the problem? Mm -hmm. And once we identify the problem, we have to ask ourselves, what do I need to do? You know, what do I need to do? And it's important to ask that question, what do I I need to do? Because sometimes it's just a matter of me changing myself. You know, sometimes it's a matter of me... um, Finding a problem that I can solve, you know, finding a problem in the you know, finding a problem in the in the uh, organization that's not being addressed, and and you know, coming up with a plan to address this problem. Sometimes in a, in a in a dysfunctional organization, um, you know, sometimes we're just not in a position to make any changes. And sometimes we have to um 
you know, when that happens, sometimes we have to just kind of be still and and know what our job description is and just kind of function and do what we need to do. But often um, in, when we find ourselves in a dysfunctional uh, work environment, you know, we have to make a decision. Um, am I going to choose to, you know, deal with this? Is Is the cost worth it? Or am I going to choose to remove myself? And often, you know, when we make a decision to remove ourselves from the environment, um, it can be very difficult, you know, very difficult. And a lot of times it's so difficult um, because when we leave, um, we're considered a traitor. And nobody wants to be a traitor. Nobody wants to be looked at as, you know, the, the fall guy or the bad guy. But, you know, some things that um, we can do if we find ourselves in uh, dysfunctional environments and we feel that we need to get away, um, sometimes we can't always exit right away. But what we can do is we can begin to develop network networks outside of our environment. We can begin going to professional organizations. Um, we can begin networking with people, out, you know, other professionals outside of the organization. Because often when, we look, when we're looking for healthy work environments or, you know, work situations, most jobs come from word of mouth. So beginning to network outside of the organization is very important. Another step when we're ready to begin to make a plan to exit is to find a mentor outside of the organization. Now, here we go with talking about, you know, mentorship again. That's that's a topic that we've talked about over and over again, Monica. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, it is important, it's very important to find a mentor because when you find a mentor outside of that environment, you know, you have somebody that you trust and somebody you can bounce off, you know, what you're experiencing in the workplace who can give you um, positive feedback, you know, and can give you the support that you need and often the support that you're not getting inside the work environment. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is you know, sometimes um you know I'm say that again. It's always good to it's always good to find a mentor anyway. I actually uh met with my friend today and like I I I don't know if I said this before, but we meet once a week just to go over, you know, because on, on January first what we did mm-hmm. was we came together and we met wrote down things that we wanted to obtain this year. And moving mm-hmm. forward, so mm-hmm. every week we've been doing this. I mean, since the first, every week we meet and we compare stuff. Um, and I think mm-hmm. about like a week or two ago, I told her mm-hmm. about the show that me and you had did about mentorship. And I told her that we needed to find a mentor, and it's good to find a mentor, um, you know, for anything that you're trying to do, any type of field you're trying to go in, or if you're just trying to learn something. I think that that's really, really, really important. And I, um, 
you know, I just ask that anybody who's available to be a mentor just to make yourself available because you can really make a difference in someone's life because you have so mm-hmm. many hungry people out here, so many people that mm-hmm. need to learn um, to need a little mm-hmm. bit of guidance. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, um, another step that we can take when we find ourselves in, um, you know, uh, distressful or toxic um, environments is that we can make a conscious decision to maintain personal standards. And when I talk about personal standards, what I'm saying is, you know, make a list of what your values are. Make a list of what's important to you. Develop your own set of personal and professional standards. You know, here is what you know, here is what I stand for. This is my mission statement. You know, because sometimes we outgrow organizations. You know, organizations there are times when uh, or there is there are times when an organization is not toxic when you go in. But sometimes there can be change in, in, in management or change in certain processes. And, you know, toxicity can develop. Sometimes we go into toxic environments not recognizing that it's a toxic environment when we enter it, but once we're inside, we we see it. You know, um, Mm -hmm. so it's important to have your own set of standards. What do you stand for? What do you believe in? What's important to you? And and ask yourself the question, you know, um, do I believe in, the, you know, am I, uh, you know, do I believe in the company or do I believe in the mission statement? Because there is a difference. <laughs> you know, there is a difference mm-hmm. between believing in the company and believing in the mission statement that the company, um, that the company says that they are, uh, operate up under. So know what it is that you believe. You know, very, very important. You know, very important. Um, Let me see. Um, You know, sometimes when we're in toxic environments, it's important for us to to become self-contained. And, and protect ourselves, become self-protective. Um, you know, sometimes we have to be very selective about who we uh, who we provide information to. You know, sometimes we need to keep our mouth closed and our eyes open. You know, just because I'm, you know, if if my environment is toxic and is negative and there's bite that, you know, there's a negativity and people are cynical. I may not want to let everybody know I'm, I'm getting ready to go to school for my bachelor's degree. Because if I'm working with a bunch of crabs in a barrel, you know, I don't need the added stress of, of people of, of 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 now. Everybody's going to do whatever they can and they power to, to it that I don't succeed. <laughs> you know, so sometimes we have to learn to keep our mouth closed and our eyes open. We need to learn. We have two ears and one mouth. Sometimes we need to listen more, pay attention with our eyes more, and, you know, keep our mouth closed mm-hmm. and focus on what it is that we know we can do to make a difference. 
But the bottom line is that, you know, when we are in toxic environments and we recognize that the environment is toxic and we've asked these, you know, we've asked ourselves these questions and we've come up with some clear-cut answers and, and we recognize that this environment is just not working for me anymore, a lot of times we have to make a decision. Am I going to change myself to adapt to the environment? Or am I going to remove myself from the environment? Um, and when we remove ourselves from the environment again, it's not about, you know, just up and quitting all the time. But again, uh, people who achieve the most success, successful exits from toxic organizations, they began to build a network of social and professional supports outside of the organization in which they are working, and they begin to rebuild their professional identity and self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are things that they're unable to do in their current environment. Once we leave a toxic environment, you know, um, we have to realize that um, we're going to have some emotions. You know, emotions are going to be there. Often it's anger. <laughs> um, we're going to have to forgive ourselves for staying so long. You know, so we're going to have to do some self-care, some self-care. You know, especially if we've been in um, distressful environments that have wounded us. So, um, you know, again, it's important for us to um, to take care of ourselves. So the the um, challenge that I'd like to offer um, to our, our listening audience today is to, you know, listen to if you feel like you are in an uh, environment that's, that's killing you. You know, um, this, this program is, it will, will record. And take the time to listen to this program again and answer the questions. Answer the questions that were asked and begin to use some of these um, tools that have been offered and recognize that you're not as powerless over your situation as sometimes people would like to allow you to believe or sometimes that you would like to believe, you know, and begin to recognize that you can have the life that you want, but there are some steps that you need to put into place to make it happen. Any last words or any comments on that, Monica? I agree. With, I, I agree with you 100%, Katrina. Um, like I said, it's all about evaluation of yourself and being aware of your emotions and your feelings. Great, great. All right, well, we are going to um, bring this uh, edition of uh, Positively Affirmative to a close. And um, we'd like to thank you, our listening audience, for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you, our listening audience, with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, 
business building, and wealth consciousness, challenges, and solutions. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, along with Monica Renee of Topics and Issues. And I'd like to mention that Monica Renee has just launched her uh, blog talk radio show, uh, Topics and Issues, with Monica Renee. Is that right, Monica? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And we'd like to uh, invite you every other Thursday to tune in uh, to Topics and Issues. Um, And we'd like to invite you to join us again next Sunday uh, for another edition of Positively Affirmative. All right. Um, Everybody have a great week. Have a a productive week, everyone. You too. Thank you, Monica. Don't mess with Mr. In Between. Don't mess with Mr. In Between. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.